And now, it's time for Talking Talk with Tim Renkemer. And welcome to Talking Talk on the Super Radio Body Surf Podcast Network. I hope you're having a lovely Australia day. It is currently 10am in New South Wales, 9am in Queensland. And can I welcome our very special co-host to the show, to the program, Maddie Bond. How are you doing, Bondy? G'day, Tim. I'm doing well. And hello to all the folk out there. Yes, hello to all the listeners, wherever you may be tuning in from. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on the Instagram, Budgie Boys or Body Surf Podcast. You can also send us an email, thebodysurfpodcast at gmail.com. And some very exciting news. You can also check out our new website, thebodysurfpodcast.com. You can click on the feedback icon and get in touch that way. Now, Bondi, we just had a nice little swimmy. We did. <laughs> how, how do you rate those conditions today? Look, they were pretty good. Uh, we were down at Cronulla. We went to Allura Beach, which is our local, and uh, we went out. It was it was meant to be 7.30. I slept in a little. <laughs> and by the time we got there and got a park and, and went out to uh, the waves, uh, there was about a million people out there. Yeah, there are a lot of surfers out at Allura Beach in Cronulla today. Uh, luckily, they did put the flags up at around, what, 8.30? Mm. Bit late for my liking. It is a public holiday. I wish the flags were up a bit earlier because I know we have handboards and hand planes and flippers and all that paraphernalia, but we're allowed to swim in between the flags. That's right. And it's kind of like our own little body surf zone. No surfers allowed. Although it does take a while for the lifeguards to clear out the surfers. I'm not sure if you have that problem where you guys surf, but at Cronulla, it's a huge issue. The surfers kind of linger in between the flags for a good half hour after the flags have been put up. But I think the flags are a great idea. There is actually a beach in Western Australia that has banned all surf crafts. So it's an exclusive body surfing beach. I'd love to check that out one day, Bondi. Have you ever thought about making the trip over to Western Australia? Well, I don't think you're allowed to go. <laughs> at the moment, no. And uh, I believe they will be changing their strict lockdown laws very soon. In February, they're going to allow people to travel to Perth if they have a relative who is terminally ill or if they have to attend a funeral. So you might be able to get over to Perth if you know someone who's going to die soon. Well... The only reason I'd go to Perth is to hang out with the, the boys from Dick Glider. Now, we used to do a segment on the Body Surf podcast called Dick Glider Watch or Dick Watch. These guys came onto the scene red hot. I loved everything they did. They made some very good content. They made some very good gear. And they actually put on uh, some kind of surf comp. It was like a shorey... shorey foam stackathon and it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life next minute they're gone mm. i haven't seen anything from the dick glider boys for a long time my theory is they got grounded because <laughs> they were only young 
I did buy some Dick Glider uh, socks uh, and uh, they took about three weeks to arrive and uh, I think someone just uh, ironed on a, a Dick Glider uh, sticker onto my socks and I paid $15 for the privilege. But um, it was good, good fun. I, I think they used to just buy, you know, socks from Coles and, and get a Sharpie. <laughs> and put the old Dick Glider logo on it. Now, if you're not familiar with Dick Glider, I'm not sure if you'll be able to find them on Instagram anymore as I think their parents blocked and, and banned all their accounts. But they were these young boys that would make their own handboards out of foam and gaffer tape. And they they looked like little dicks, dick and balls. And uh, Owie got me one. He got it shipped over here and uh, I've never actually ridden it. But Barrel Pig, fan favourite on the Body Surf podcast, the Barrel Pig actually gave it a go once at Womp Camp at Seals Rock. And he said, it works okay, but the balls drag a little bit. Mm. And I've got the same problem Mm. when I'm body surfing. That's why I wear really tight budgies. But (laughs) I want to give the dick glide a go. I feel like, you know, Woofo's now sponsored by Trey. Owie's a, a warrior. I think I'm I'm a 100% certified dick boy. Mm. And I wish they were still around because I'd love to get some free gear off these kids. I actually did approach them once to to get them on the show and they were running a bit of an operation. They had a few guys running social media. They had a few guys running merch. They had a few guys running the competition. It was at... I think the beach was called Rabbits. Mm. Does that sound familiar, Bondi? Um Imagine if we flew a team over. <laughs> I would love that. The Budgie Boys take on Dick Gliders. I wanted to see Dick Gliders at Wompoff. I wanted to maybe get a, a GoFundMe page going or maybe our Patreon members could have paid for, for them to fly over here because they've got a crew of a few boys. They're all these, these skinny, tanned, blonde-haired boys that just love hanging out at the beach. They love skating. They love cricket. They're just regular Western Australia boys. But uh, I do think they have been grounded for drawing dicks on everything. But hopefully they, they get back into the scene soon. You know, Ricky, Ricky gets all these amazing grants from like Amazon to make sustainable handboards. Dick lighters need a grant. Although I don't think very sustainable. A dick glider board could really do a number on a turtle. <laughs> it's just 100% gaffer tape with a bit of foam in there. Now, Bondi, it is Australia Day. Happy Australia Day. What are your thoughts on the day? I know it is a little bit controversial. Are, are, are you willing to, to go into this? Yeah, I, I, I really like Australia Day. I think, it's a, I think it's a good opportunity to have a day off just after the new year and just after Christmas. It always sort of sneaks up on you a bit and then mm. all of a sudden you're, you're having a day off work. I, um, I really like it. I'm, I'm pretty ambivalent about, uh, about all the, the controversy about it. I, I wouldn't mind if we changed the day. I wouldn't mind if we celebrated another day. Um, I think it's a good opportunity to recognise uh, that we're all Australian and we're all unified. And so I'm, I don't like that there is division sometimes in Australia Day. I think um, at the end of the day, you know, we are all one. We are in this beautiful, beautiful uh, land and, and we should all celebrate it together. Yeah, well said, mate. I, I definitely have always been a fan of the day, mainly because it's a public holiday. I'm going to take a public holiday whenever I can. We, we get a lot of public holidays here in Australia. I know places like America, they have a few, but they also only get two weeks holiday a year where we get four weeks. So, Actually, we- can I, I have a bone to pick with the public holidays. Yeah, sure. 
So we have Christmas and Boxing Day, and then we have New Year's Day, mm. and then we have Australia Day, and then we have uh, Anzac Day, uh, and then there's Queen has a birthday there somewhere and, and all that kind of thing. The, the problem with the public holidays is they're all in the first half of the year. Right. And so you get to sort of August, September, and all of a sudden there's three months till Christmas and you're like, I just want another public holiday. I think we should have another public holiday in the sort of later part of the year. Well, there is a petition going on to, to change the date of Australia Day from the 26th of January to May 8th. So that would push it back a bit, give us a public holiday in May. But I don't really get it. May 8th is some kind of loose pun. Mm. May 8th kind of sounds like mate. Mm. Not, not your best, mm. not that good. I... I I would rather try and find a significant date in our history. Mm. I I think we need to celebrate Australia for what we are. You know, we are a very old nation. Mm. We actually recently changed the words to our national anthem. Do you know about this, Bondi? Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of this. I forget. (laughs) Because, you know, we grew up in primary school singing the anthem every day. I actually was the DJ at my school. So I had uh, the cassette and I, I would have to change side. I'd have the school song on one side and then the national anthem on the other side. But yeah, we learnt the national anthem. We sung it proudly. It's not a bad song. A lot of people don't really enjoy it. There was uh, another petition to get it changed and uh, I think they wanted men at work or something like that, but... uh. The, the, the anthem is, is, is quite nice. But, yes, the, the, the lyric that I believe was changed is, we are young and free. I think there's two contradictions there. We're definitely not young. And that's the, that's the lyric they changed. Mm. What did they change it to, Bondi? One. We are one and free. So we're still free. Mm. Some political commentators might disagree with that. Although... <laughs> America, who claim to be the most freest country in the world, they've been having a go at us lately. Have you seen this in the news, Bobby? Yeah, yeah and I'm not a f- I'm not a fan of uh, of other nations interfering <laughs> with our domestic uh, COVID chat. You know, we we do COVID really well here. <laughs> you've uh, you've personally uh, experienced COVID yourself, Timmy. And mm. uh, when when uh, America is looking at us and, and and saying that we're doing the wrong thing. Uh, you know, I think uh, America needs to take a hard look at themselves and uh, have a look at what they do, have a look at what happened uh, at the White House, if I want to get political, on the 6th of January last yeah. year. But um, look, in general, uh, you know, if you, if you... Half of your country are nominating Trump as your leader, I don't think uh, they have a leg to stand on. Yeah, right. So... Yeah, for a long time, America have sort of pitched themselves as, as the land of the free. And I don't really know where that comes from. I guess it's the land of opportunity. But isn't most most places? like Well, not worldwide, Timmy. <laughs> I mean, there's a fair bit of communism out there. There's a fair bit of, uh, of, of puppet dictators. But um, look, in general... Uh, I think I think the good thing about Australia is we all have a go. Uh, we all, you know, uh, at the at the the baseline, we all want to be mates, you know. Mm. And even people we don't get along with, we call mate. And um, I really like that. Even amongst all the division that we have, we can celebrate that we're all in this together. It is a bit weird though, going to 
uh, Cronulla on Australia Day when mm. I was driving here, because I'm not from Cronulla. Uh, the listeners might know I live in Western Sydney, and so driving here on Australia Day did feel a little uh, did feel a little weird because of uh, what happened on Australia Day a few years ago. Are you are you referring to the riots? I am referring to the no, riots. No, I, I don't believe the riots occurred on Australia Day. Didn't they? No. Oh, well, in that case, it just feels <laughs> weird to come to Cronulla all the time because I feel like, like just a little bit a little bit racist on the way here. There has been some some riots on Australia Day, but not in Cronulla. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure when the Cronulla riots were, but yeah, we do have a very dark history here in Australia. Mm. Even in, in modern times. But then you, if you go way back, and, and I think you can't sweep it under the rug. You've got to recognise what happened. You've got to learn from what happened and you've got to move forward from what happened. And I think that's what days like this are all about. You know, Anzac Day is a, a very lovely day, another public holiday we celebrate here. And a lot of people go to dawn services and remember the sacrifice that our soldiers made for us. But then, you know, after the dawn service, people take the day off, people relax, people go have a drink, people have barbecues. It's a dark day, but we can still come together and recognise that and still enjoy the day. And I think that's what Australia Day is about. I would love to see some sort of morning service on Australia Day. Mm. We, we do the Australian of the Year, and that was a, a big one this year. Dylan Ascot, the tennis player. Alcott. What did I say, sorry? Ascot, but that's Ascot. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dylan got Australia of the Year, and um, a big one for him. He wasn't expecting to win this. So he's uh, an ambassador for people with disabilities. He's also a professional wheelchair tennis player. And he, he had the fly from Melbourne where he was playing in the Australian Open to Canberra last night to accept this award. He didn't know he was going to win it. He said he knew he won it when he saw the stage and they had prepared a ramp. (laughs) Now, just on that, so he actually is in the middle of a tournament right now. He's in the middle of Australian Open. and uh, Well, he won his semi yesterday. And he's playing the final on Thursday, Mm. uh, tomorrow. So does that put a bit of pressure on him for the final now? And it's his last Australian Open. I think it's his last Grand Slam. He's going to retire. Mm. Now, Now Dylan has been a voice in the media for a long time, and I'm guessing he's going to pursue that. But I also hope that he becomes more so an ambassador. And he already is doing that sort of work. But here in Australia, we have something called the NDIS. And Bondi, are you familiar with the NDIS? I am familiar with the NDIS. And I think Dylan was advocating for this this scheme, the the National Disability Insurance Scheme, um, which is, yeah, just great to, to have someone who has such a big audience. He has such a big stage, you know, he's he's playing at one of the biggest tennis Grand Slams. Is that what it's called, the Grand Slam? I'm not a tennis guy, so It is a Grand Slam. I'm a big tennis guy. So if anyone has tennis chat, slide into my DMs. <laughs> no tennis chat. No tennis chat on the show. No, so, yeah, he's got this huge you know, profile and he could really do some amazing things. So I think even though he's very humble in, in winning Australian of the year, uh, he will do some really cool stuff in the year to come. Now, is he going to, is he going to snub the prime minister of the day next year? When I he believe hand not. over the, uh, the Australian of the day honors. Now I don't know much about this. Uh, I did read a little bit about it this morning. The, the previous winner of Australian of the year. So last year's Australian of the year 
has has been sort of yeah given given our prime minister a bit of a dirty here and there, based on something he said. Now she is a a victim of sexual assault, and again she used her platform to to bring awareness to this 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 area, and she made a big powerful speech, and I believe Scomo. <laughs> You know, ScoMo's Australia's awkward dad. He doesn't know what he's doing, and that's probably not a good thing for a prime minister. But what did he say, Bonnie? He just said something like, "I'm glad. I bet you're glad that's over." Yeah, he he look. He hasn't. It's fair to say there's been a, a lot of uh, uh, discussion and debate uh, about um, women's safety and uh, and sexual assault victims. And so Grace Tame was really great at bringing uh, that to the the fore. And obviously, there was a controversy with Brittany Higgins and and others in Parliament. And I don't think uh, I don't think he's a natural in that space, and uh, and so when uh, it all boiled over, and uh, and and she when meeting him uh, at the Australia of the Year Awards uh, a couple of days ago, um, yeah, it got a bit awkward. And and look, I I think the problem is people are sort of saying that she should have done this, she should have done that, but it is it's not cool to to tell people who have gone through something traumatic like a sexual assault how to act. And so, you know, whether it's, she's right or wrong, uh, it's not for others to to comment on. And I think that's really inappropriate. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think Dylan will be a great advocate and a, a great Australia of the Year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Now, not, not many people know this, but Dylan was a presenter on Triple J a couple of years ago. He's now moved into commercial radio, mm. does a show on Southern Cross or Stereo. But when he was on Triple J, it was quite interesting. He 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 had a a show. I think he did a show with Jen Fricker or something like that. Anywho, Triple J's biggest day of the year was Saturday. They used to do the Hottest One Hundred, which is a, a music countdown of of the best songs of last year. Generally, it promotes Australian music as well, and uh, I think. The Hottest 100 is rigged, but in a good way. It's rigged to promote young Aussie artists. Because, you know, how how is a young Aussie artist going to beat Kanye West? Kanye yes, West sells millions of records. And if you're just a little Aussie band, you're only selling a few. How are you going to beat Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber? There's just no way. So I always think Triple J rig it to try and help promote Australian music. This year they've done a real number where they awarded the number one song of 2021 to The Wiggles, one of the biggest music franchises in the world. I would assume The Wiggles are worth billions with a B. I don't think they need a leg up. I don't think they need the promotion that Triple J gave them. And the funny thing is they covered a song that was released in 2012 that was pretty, you know, mediocre in in the Hottest 100 of that year. I think it, it got, it didn't even make the top 10. So are you telling me a song that didn't make the top 10 in 2012 is now the number one song as a cover? Because Bondi, Covers are not better. Have you ever seen a cover band? <laughs> I have seen a few cover bands. I've, I've played in a cover band. So why do you think this happened? This is I honestly think this is the biggest joke. And if I worked for Triple J, which was 
a goal of mine for a long time. It's our, our national public broadcaster. It's, it's where a lot of young broadcasters get their start. It was my dream to, to be on Triple J. And if I was working for Triple J when this happened, I think I would resign in disgrace because <laughs> that is such a joke and it should not be allowed. Our taxpaying dollars are paying for the Wiggles to get a bit of promotion. Now, someone asked me, would you have preferred the number two song to win? And I said yes. The number two song was Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Now, you're probably thinking they don't need a leg up either. But Kid Leroy's a relatively new artist. He's Australian and he's young. Triple J is the youth radio station. Its demographic is 16 to 24. Kid Leroy fits right in there. Now, how old are the Wiggles? You know, they've been around since the, uh, the years of the cockroaches, since uh, probably the 70s. Oh, 80s. But 80s. Yeah. But now, now they've got like new members and it's just this money-making machine and I just think it's so disgusting <laughs> that Triple J did that, especially because I know they rigged the thing. Well, here's, here's, here's what I think, Tim. Firstly, I, I really appreciate the, uh, the AM 2GB vibe that, that's going on, and I think uh, that's being missing in the Body Surf podcast. Uh, <laughs> so I think we should go on, on more rants, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go on a rant too. So my problem with Triple J is people who shouldn't listen to Triple J having an opinion on Triple J, and look, Tim, that might include you. I don't think it is. I'm, I'm 32 years old, Okay, but I'm a music lover. And I go to see a lot of music. So, yeah, okay, well, look, maybe you're okay. See, I'm 38 years old, so I don't, I legally shouldn't listen to Triple J. Um, but uh, my problem with Triple J is um, it's people who don't really listen to Triple J have the most opinions on the Hottest 100 when it comes in, which is now the, the third Saturday of every January. And um, it's people who go to uh, listening parties. Uh, it's people that uh, are really into uh, the, the order that the songs come out. Usually people who are hearing songs for the first time and all of a sudden have an opinion. It's people who, who don't vote. And, uh, and, and yeah, the, 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 their opinion, I guess, gets ahead of them. Now, I think the, the, the problem with Triple J, uh, in, in terms of the, the voting, I don't think it's rigged, Timmy. I, I, don't, I don't agree with you there. But I do think I would like to do some stats on when the song came out and its uh, and its position in in the yeah. the hottest one hundred because I think it's always songs that are released sort of April uh, sorry August September late in the year recency bias people hear the songs and all of a sudden it, it goes bonkers and I think the thing with uh, the Wiggles cover which I actually don't mind I think it's a, a decent song I it's remember, awful it's I remember, horrible it's the worst piece of music I've ever heard in my life I listened to it on on, on YouTube I thought it was okay but um. Uh, it's clear that people sort of just, you know, voted, you know, because they thought it was funny and then, you know, at the end of the day it, it, it won. But the perhaps irony of, uh, of the controversy about it going number one is that the first ever uh, Hottest 100, which was I think in 1993, was won by a novelty song as well. Mm. It was uh, Dennis Leary's Asshole. <laughs> beat out uh, Creep by Radiohead It beat out um, I think Rage Against the Machine It, it beat out all these uh, Really classic tracks And uh, I mean that song Has also stood the test of time too It'd, be, it'd uh, be funny if the Wiggles Did a cover of Dennis Leary Yeah see that would be good 
Can I just add that the, the music director of Triple J is 57 years old. <laughs> so there you go. That's older than me. Yeah. Well, let's take a call. Uh, Owe from the Central Coast is on the line. How are you doing, Owe? Yes, Timmy. Happy birthday. Happy, not, not happy birthday to you, mate. I wish it was happy birthday. It was a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's Uga's birthday today. So so happy birthday to Uga. And uh, yeah, happy yeah. Australia Day to you, Owe. How are you doing? Yes, happy Australia Day to you, Timmy. And hello to the world's worst semi-professional body surfer, Matthew Bond. How are you going? Good morning. Who who are we talking to? Is it Owe? G'day, mate. How are you going? Good, mate. I'm going very good today. Um, listen, you guys are fired up this morning. Uh, no, nothing, nothing's off limits for you two. Just wait till we do the flag chat, uh, are we? <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, a couple of things. You spoke about the Australian National Anthem. One of the great anthems. Now, do either of you know the second verse? Isn't there also a third verse? There is a third verse, but the second verse is good and it's close to my heart. Beneath this radiant Southern Cross, we toil with hearts and minds to make this Commonwealth of ours renowned for all the land. For those who come across the seas, we've boundless plains to share. With courage, let us all combine to advance Australia Fair. One of the great anthems, right? Now, uh, the Yanks bag on about how good their anthem is, but it goes for about seven minutes, and all the, the only part that's good is for the land of the free and the home of the brave. And that's a lie on, on both accounts. They're not free in their land. They think they are. They carry guns around all the time and bag on about how good their country is. And they're not brave because they're all scared shitless. That's why they go and buy guns to protect themselves. It's, it's just a big farce. You know, the only good anthem in in the world, I would say, is God defend New Zealand. Now, that is one of the all-time greats. And the best part is they sing it in English and they also sing it in Maori. Mm. And, I mean, if, if you can't unite a country with an anthem like the New Zealand National Anthem, I don't know what will. And then it's often followed by an encore of the, the haka. Yes, that's right. You yeah. know, they've got all, all bases covered. And... Uh, an anthem that gets played a bit here on the Body Surf Podcast is the Serbian National Anthem. Now, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know the words to it, but maybe we can get Uga to sing it before a Body Surf competition one year. Um, considering a lot of the best athletes uh, in the world are Serbian. Yes, that's right. I mean, we do have uh, the number one Serbian body surfer um, just living down the road effectively from us so yes you're right a lot of the great um a lot of the great sportsmen in the world at the moment are serbian why like what what what, what's in the water well probably a lot of (laughs) i was gonna do the old the old bit but i remembered it's too early um now (laughs) the the whales yes now Oi, what have you got planned today? I know you've been a bit crook. You've had the COVID and now you've got an awful ear infection. Are you going to be able to have a swimmy today? Yeah, listen to me. I, I have got an ear infection. It all started because I had a surf with Tori and you were talking too much shit. So it's gone in the ear and now it's just swirling around in there. And I, I'm actually lying down on my bed right now. I've just put my eardroppers in. Um, so I'm only hearing you. I'm only hearing the left side of the mix. Now, um, 
that that's pretty good. So if you could pan Bondi to the right, that'd be great. I, I won't have to listen to him talk any more rubbish. <laughs> now, when do you feel like you'll be back to full health and, and able to start co-hosting the Body Surf podcast again? Well, yeah, here's the thing, Timmy. I'll put the AKG headies on, and as I said, I'm only here in the left side of the mix. So um, I, I saw the doctor yesterday, and um, he put the... What do you call that little thing they stick in the ear? It's not a stethoscope, is it? That's the thing. That, that's the heartbeat monitor. Um, the, anyway, he, he looked in the ear with the little device and he goes, oh, gee. <laughs> I said, okay, that doesn't sound good. He goes, yeah, that, that looks like your uh, eardrum's about to burst. So he goes, now, now he, was a, he was a foreign doctor, and he goes, listen, it's not good if it bursts, but it doesn't really matter if it does. So I, I didn't really know how to take that. I, I feel as if he was like, it's better if it doesn't burst. So I'm trying to just take it easy, lie down on the bed, put the eardroppers in. I'm, I'm on the antibiotics. I don't want it to burst because I, I feel as if it bursts, it's going to be a, a, a little bit longer for a recovery. Mm. Now, I have been working this week. Um, I, I've, I've taken all the medication to try and numb the pain because I am in a quite a bit of pain um but Timmy let's hope that it's just a, a four to five day thing uh rather than an extended uh, couple of months um situation yeah absolutely now it rules you out from swimming but are you still able to talk absolute rubbish on the podcast oh of course definitely Timmy and I, I, I plan to uh make that a go ahead uh uh as soon as next week, you know, um, obviously I, I, I'm still up here on, on the Central Coast, uh, looking to buy a microphone within the next week so we can do a bit of uh, chat rather than uh, me just trying to uh, do phone it as, as we've been doing over the summer series. So as soon as I get the microphone, Timmy, we'll be good to go. And uh, I'm excited. Timmy, I reckon uh, OE would be a really good get for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm yeah, Bondi. That's right. We, we, I mean, that's the only reason you're warm in the chair. It's because uh, I'm away, and listen, you're doing a great job, and I, I'm loving listening to you today. But don't get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know if I'm uh, able to reveal the behind the curtain, but uh, this is a weird setup because Tim's on the, the computer and he's sort of coordinating all the chats and I'm on the futon. I'm sort of looking at his back. It's a, it's a pretty weird thing. And um, so I would like uh, a bit more eye contact in the next hour. And, um, and <laughs> I, I guess oh, you must be used to that. So, well, yeah, um, the miso says the same thing. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. You, you know, Love's not true love until you're looking in someone's eyes. And um, Timmy and I have been doing that for years and years. You know, we when we're, when we're together, it, it's full eye contact. So <laughs> I, I can see Timmy there. He doesn't want to try and uh, overstep the mark with having you there, Bondi. And I, I know it's to protect me because the love affair that Timmy and I share, um, it, it, it's universal. It, it's boundless. Well, the, um, so... The other thing too, Owie, is, um, and yeah. I don't know if you and Tim experience this when you're going for a surf together, which is pretty rare these days, but um, mm-hmm. Timmy and I have had a few surfs the last couple of days and, um, you know, he told me uh, I need to save all my uh, all my crap talk for the, the pod. So uh, I don't know if that's a, a bit weird. 
Yeah, well, as I said, um, well, I had a surf with Corey the other day, and that that started my my ear infection. So I just hope that you you limit the shit chat to um, just just a little bit because uh, yeah, my my good working ear wants to say good working. Mm. So please, um, please just uh, stay on topic. Talk a bit of body surfing. Talk a bit of triple J rubbish. You know that's okay, but. Um, we really want to be hearing about how the surf's going. Now, I can't get in the surf at the moment. I had a really good surf, um, as I said with Corey, about a week ago. I didn't surf great. The conditions were okay. Uh, it was a bit hard. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't see myself getting in the water for at least the next couple of weeks. Um, today, Timmy, I'll just to get back to your um, your question today, we're having a little barbie this yep. afternoon. Nice. I might, I might dip the old... Uh, feet in the in the pool, um, but I won't go in past my past my shoulders. Yeah. So we'll we'll co- put a couple of snags on the Barbie. Um, I'm not a huge Australia Day celebrant. Um, in my in the most recent years, uh, I, I know you've spoken a bit about um, Aboriginal culture, and uh, you know our our Australia Day celebrations have really shifted over the past five to ten years, and um, we are. A lot more sombre it feels these days. Uh, I just hope that we can um, one day, whether it be on the 26th of January or another day during the year, we can really unite um, as Australians and, and really celebrate how great this country really is. Because, you know, there's, you can live a lot of places in the world, but um, as the great song sung by the Qantas Choir goes, I still call Australia home. Well said, Oe. We'll let you uh, get on to your Barbie and uh, have a little splashy in the pool, but don't get any water in your ear because that could really muck things up, especially if you want to get back into the surf relatively soon, which I'm sure you do. Thanks for the call, Oe. We'll talk soon. Yes, Timmy. Now, you be uh, looking after that little Timmy tool I gave you, the dick glider. And uh, just a point of topic, if you uh, in the second hour, if you need something to talk about, Google the Wiseman Ferry Surf Lot. Now, I've just uh, had a couple of uh, suggestions come up on my Instagram feed over the last couple of months. Uh, they're building a, sur- a surf lodge out in Wiseman Ferry on the Hawkesbury River. Could be a little bit interesting. So um, give that a Google, and maybe Bondi might be able to um, yeah, invest. I think there's a $30,000 investment. I'm not quite sure what that gives you. But uh, Bondi's cast up. You know, that Maybe is, we could that, do a little, um, a little uh, joint venture with the Budgie Boys. That is literally in my local government area, Oe. So um, I think I will check that out. Check it out. All right, boys. You have a good day. See you, Oe. Oe, the co-host of the Body Surf podcast there. And it's always good catching up with him, especially because we are gearing up for another big year here on the Body Surf Podcast. We've got some huge guests lined up and we'll just work through a bit of technical stuff and we will be back on board very, very shortly. It's 35 minutes past 10, 35 minutes past 9 in Queensland. Now, we talk a lot of shit here on the Body Surf Podcast, and Oe just suggested that we might look into the Wiseman Surf Lodge. Now, Bondi, have you heard of this? I haven't heard of this, Timmy. Well, we might chat about this in the second hour. We'll do a bit of research, but if you know anything about it, if you live out that way, and you are involved in it in any way, if you've seen it, 
getting uh, built. I'm not sure how they're doing it, but it looks like it's going to be big, 45 acres. And it's uh, nothing but barrels. Bondi, would you would you give this a go? Do you think it's it's going to be body surfable? Oh, look, it depends how big it is, Tim. I'm a, a small <laughs> way specialist. But, um, yeah, no, it's going to be really good. Like, people uh, have been talking about urban surf in Melbourne a lot and or a lot of our mates have gone down and you've gone down, haven't you? Yeah. With the, with, with the budgie boys. Um, the idea of flying all the way to Melbourne to swim in a pool which has a cement uh, uh, floor uh, and which uh, is freezing cold at all times of the year doesn't appeal to me as much as it appeals to you. So um, if to have one in our in our city uh, and pretty close to me would actually be fantastic. Well, you got to remember, Bondi, that Melbourne is an absolute shithole. So <laughs> to go there, you, it needs to be good. And I'll tell you, from first-hand experience, urban surf is sick. Mm. It's a lot of fun. And I want to do more with it. And I'm not sure if we should start booking some trips to Melbourne because it was really easy to do. You know, the the pool's right near the airport. Mm. So you can just do the old castle and Mm. just walk over with your your little baggage trolley and uh, go for a swim and then get a plane home. But the issue with going to Melbourne, if you go to Melbourne, you often have to visit friends and family while you're there. Mm. And they, they force you to drink all their, their terrible coffee and they force you to go to all these these indie restaurants. And like and people go to look at graffiti there. I've never understood that. You know, yeah, good one. Like there's a bit of art around. But, um, you know, I'd rather go to the beach. I've started my own business, Graffiti Removal, for Melbourne and I just go there and just get rid of all their stuff. Now, you mentioned coffee. Victoria also have a few beers. Mm. Do you know what the number one beer in Victoria is? The number one beer in Victoria, oh, I don't know. Is it Melbourne Bitter? Not Melbourne Bitter and not Victoria Bitter either. It used to be VB. Mm-hmm. It's now Furphy. Furphy? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Well, there is a lot of ads for it in the um, AFL and uh, they're big on their AFL down there. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. So um, so I reckon that's – and I think they might be some official beer of the AFL. So that doesn't surprise me now to think about it. It's interesting with Furphy. They started out to be a rural kind of indie brand a couple of years ago, and mm. now they're just uh, it's absolute mainstream. They would win the Triple J Hottest 100 if it was a they do a have a competition. Uh, they do have a Hottest 100 for beers, and a lot of uh, yeah big commercial beers win. Yeah, <laughs> similar to the music industry, I guess. So uh, yeah, uh, again, we we drink nothing but Hairy Man here, but uh, you know there are some interesting beers out there and a lot of non-alcoholic options. I wonder if Furphy's would do a non-alcoholic beer. Furfies is weird to me, and I know Rob's loves it. Rob's from Maruba loves a Furfie. It's not really – it's called a refreshing ale. Mm. What is that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, I've never really understood what a lager and what an ale is. Like, I, my favourite beer is sort of a pale ale, but I've never really understood the, the differences. Yeah, I, I know the, the Indian mm. ale. So, is it Indian, Indian pale ale? IPAs, Indian pale ales. They're called that because the time it takes to brew an IPA is how long it takes to get from London to India. Mm. Now or back then? Back then. Oh, right. So they would brew it on on the boat. Because I was going to say, now it's not that impressive. No. 10 hours. (laughs) Isn't it funny that people used to risk their lives for tea? Like, 
herbs and spices and things. Well, and you might have seen the memes. Uh, you know, England invaded all these places, went to went to India, went to all these uh, places to get spices, and their um, national dishes are <laughs> absent of spices. They, yeah. they need to put a few more herbs in them. They they do know how to do a curry though, mm. and I, I guess that's because they do have um, a big Indian population in. The UK. Now, I've got a non-alcoholic beer story, Tim. I know you're big on the non-alcoholic Yeah, beers. do you want one? I might grab one in the next commercial break. Yeah, I'd love one. Yeah, it's uh, before 12, so it'd uh, be good to have a non-alcoholic. But, my, um, ma- and my mate has a saying, I've been drinking since midday, and uh, <laughs> it's one of the funniest sayings because you could crack a beer open yeah. at one minute to midday. <laughs> and so you've been drinking since midday. So, um, uh, yeah, so my friend, um, he's uh, one of my best friends is disabled and he, um, uh, his, his parents and, you know, he's basically said, look, I'm, whenever I go to the pub with you, I'm only limited to two beers. And mm. him and I love having a beer at the pub. And so whenever we go there, he's, you know, he tells me his rule. He has two beers and he's on the Cokes. Um, but he's lately, he's been really into the uh, Heineken Zeros. Yeah, not bad. And I, I don't mind a Heineken Zero too. And so the other day we went and uh, I bought him a Heineken Zero because that's what he asked for. And um, But he still adheres to the 2B <laughs> rule. You know, he's very, very particular about it. I'm not sure if he fully understands the, the alcohol content or the non-alcohol content. But yeah, I mean, you know, two is fine. Maybe he's just being mindful of his gut. You know, you still, there's still calories in them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I do a lot of stand-up comedy during the week and I go to some really shitty bars and clubs and pubs and things like that to perform. And a few of them have non-alcoholic beers behind the bar. And I get real excited when I see it. I go, yes, I can have a few drinks tonight. That's going to be amazing. Because normally I've got, a, I've got a few choices. It's I, I drink water or Red Bull. Mm. They're my only other options because I don't really like anything else. But when I see a non-alcoholic beer behind the bar, my eyes light up. The problem is I drink them out of business. Mm. And this never used to happen when I was on the regular beers because they'd just changed the keg. Mm. I would drink you know, a full keg and they go, oh, sorry, mate, we've got to change the keg. No worries. 15 minutes later, you've got a beer with the biggest head you've ever seen. Mm. But... They only stock, you know, maybe four or six non-alcoholic beers at a time. So I'll drink that in my first hour of being there. Mm. And then I'm in the same dilemma I always am. What do I drink? So you're on the same schedule of consumption, you know, like yeah. four beers in the first hour and then four every hour <laughs> after that. It's funny, you know, I, I drink a lot of non-alcoholic beers and it's a weird sensation because you can still drive home. Mm. But I like to just drive into a telegraph pole just for old time's sake yeah yeah it is it is a bit weird australia day being on the wednesday because people like to have have beers and have a good time on australia day always having a a barbecue and you know i'm sure uh many of our listeners are out there um about to have a barbecue about to crack open a few beers but you know it's a wednesday you got to go to work tomorrow yeah so it's a good day to have the non-alcoholic beers, actually. Absolutely. And there are a few Australian options out there. So you can still celebrate Australia Day with an Australian non-alcoholic beer. It is, what is it? It's uh, 18 minutes to 11 in New South Wales, 18 minutes to 10 in Queensland. We'll take a short break and we'll be back right after this. Studio Keel, watermark of a champion. The very best in Serbian swimwear tested at Olympic level. No more sloppy sluggos like the other brands. With Keel, you're layered for life. Check out studiokeel.com for more information.
Do more in the bedroom with Steady Freddy, a spray designed to give you a more fulfilling love life. G'day, it's your new delay spray. Spray on, play on with Steady Freddy, a high-quality, doctor-recommended delay spray. Finally, a happy ending to PE. Make your schlonger last longer. Steady Freddy offer fast and discreet delivery. It will come fast, but you won't. Use promo code SPOTIFY for 10% off your first order. Check out SteadyFreddy.com today. Always read the label and follow directions for use. This is Talking Talk with Tim Renkemar. 16 minutes to 11 in New South Wales, 16 minutes to 10 in Queensland. And we should actually check in with the Goldie Sliders very soon. Bondi, they had a big meet-up today at Narrow Neck. I believe Slide Handboards Australia put on a bit of a spread. Was uh, Aston Kutcher there? He was not. I don't think he's allowed in the country at the moment. But uh, I'd love to find out how big the conditions were. Yeah, yeah. We might need to get an expert on measurement to uh, to do the, the final rulings. Maybe NASA? Can, NASA. can NASA do that sort of stuff? They can measure things, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Goldie Sliders had a huge meetup today. We tried to get a meetup happening. This morning. What yeah. happened, Bondi? Yeah, look, I've got a... a I, I always seem to be on the podcast talking shit about the Budgie Boys, and today's no exception. Um, we were meant to have a big meetup because we're we're here, we're, we're hosting the Body Surf Podcast Australia Day edition. You know, I thought we'd get a few of our crew to come down. You know, there's no excuse, there's no work. Um, and what we did was it was just you and me, Timmy. Hmm. Uh, we had a couple of, couple of guys in the Body... Uh, the Budgie Boys... Tried to go to one of the reefs. Um, I don't think uh, a reefs uh, are a good idea at the best of times, but particularly when it splits up the group, you know, I think we need to be a one in, all in uh, kind of group. And yeah, uh, yeah. So they went to uh, they went to one of the reefs at six a.m. Uh, I'd love to hear a report how they went actually. Yeah, I, I'm re- I'm guessing they didn't do that great. Mm. Well, we didn't hear anything in the chat. Yeah, so. exactly right. And and these guys are absolute fools, honestly. And look, the other thing about the Budgie Boys is um, we've got a few people in the chat that don't surf anymore. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we're in, we're in uh, discussions as a group. You know, do we, uh, do we keep people in the chat? Do we not keep people in the chat? Uh, we've had a, a member, a very controversial member, self-exclude himself from the chat, which yeah. um, is probably a good thing. Probably for the best. Um, I actually think we should do a little test mm. right here on the Body Surf Podcast. Now, there is someone in the chat who I don't want to name mm. because... They read everything in the chat, mm. but they don't respond to anything. Mm. So I don't want to say anything in the chat because I don't want to single them out. Mm. But I've got a feeling they don't listen to the podcast. Mm. So I think we should take a vote on the podcast right now because I know they're not listening. Mm. Should we vote this person out? Mm. And it's your mate, Jared. Mm. Jared, if you're listening, call up. Redeem yourself. If you call up in the next hour and a half... You're back in the group. <laughs> and if we don't hear from you, you're gone, mate. Well, here's the thing about Jared. So, uh, Jared's one of my best mates. And uh, if you're listening, Jared, big shout out. I uh, love your work. Um, he recently bought a house up at Central Coast, um, pretty close Ooh. to um, pretty close to Owe, actually. Yeah. So, there is a, already a schism in the chat of, uh, of the, <laughs> the uh, Sutherland boys versus the Central Coast boys. And uh, maybe they'll eventually out, outnumber us. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Now, a lot of people are making the, the 
the move to the Central Coast. Obviously, it's a very nice place to live. Uh, property prices are a little bit cheaper. I wouldn't say that much cheaper. Mm. A little bit cheaper. But, mate, Sydney, the most livable city in the world, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Especially at the moment with all these F-heads. I was about to swear and then I remembered it's almost 11 o'clock. Yeah, you can swear in the next hour. <laughs> That's the adult-only hour. Things are going to get a little blue. But there's all these F-heads. They're, they're all hanging at home. Have you noticed the roads are better? I have. The, the trains are better? Mm. This is a great way to live. Mm. Get rid of all these people that clog up our city. Mm. I'm living my best life. Now, I did get COVID mm. and that put me out of action for a week. But now I'm walking around with this immunity. Well, actually, can I, can I just uh, pick you up on that, Tim? So you got COVID. Yeah. Uh, you told us all on the, on the podcast and uh, told us all. You, you didn't have many symptoms. Yeah. But um, you, you experienced COVID. I wonder if you're still experiencing COVID because we went for a surf this morning, Tim, and uh, we were with a bunch of surfers and then we swam over to the flags um, to get away from them. And I'm not the greatest swimmer, but I, I swam over. You took forever to come over. Are you sure you're okay? I, I did find myself in a little current. I'm not sure if you noticed this, but I actually got dragged well past you because mm. um, this little current was just pulling me that way. So I'm not blaming COVID. I think there was some, some water moving today. Is it bad that uh, I've been body surfing for about three years and I still don't 100% know what a rip is? Uh, you'll know it when you're in one. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been in you've a few. You've been in a few. I've, yeah, I've seen you out there. But uh, yeah, like I, I sort of roughly know, you know, when you grow up and you, your parents say, oh, you know, avoid that area and go in that area. And, you know, when I grew up, I was pretty much between the flags the whole time and um, but yeah, I, I, I still can't read the beach like you guys can. And, um, so that's why whenever, whenever someone says, where are we going to go? I always defer to, to you or the experts. Well, I don't want to be the rip expert here because rips can be dangerous and I don't want to speak out of school, mm. but rips can also be very useful mm. and help you get out the back really quickly. And we were talking about urban surf before the break, urban surf gets this really crazy artificial rip bowl going mm. because it's just a pool mm. <laughs> and then the water's got nowhere to go. So it just starts spiraling in the middle. So you catch a wave, but you normally get dumped in the middle of this rip bowl. If you can get through the rip bowl, you'll be right. If you can catch the wave all the way to the other side, mm. then you can get a rip straight back out. But if you get dumped sort of in the middle of the pool, it's very tricky to get back out. But I do find what I've really appreciated about body surfing in particular is um, as soon as I put those fins on and as soon as I started to swim around in the ocean, I felt like I was impervious to rips, you know. <laughs> I felt like I was a superhero. And so, you know, where before when I was a bit younger, I was a bit scared of, you know, currents and a bit scared of being in the water. Um, you know, you put on some fins and you feel like a superhero. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think you you might have the spirit of Mark Cunningham within you and you put on your, your your scoops, your defend scoops, I definitely don't feel like a superhero. And mm. I I don't know if you know this, Bondi, but, you know, a lot of people have put on a bit of weight during mm. COVID. Yeah. I've put on close to 30 kilos. Right. <laughs> You've really embraced that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm swimming for two now. Mm. And it, I've, I've noticed a change in, in my style of swimming and in, in the way I catch weights. But, you know, there are some big... 
big boys out there who can still shred. So I don't think it's a huge issue. I've just got to change my style a little bit. And hey, it wouldn't hurt to get a bit fitter. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely think over the last few surfs I've had with you, I've definitely haven't been charging as hard as I normally go, but I'm still easing into this summer. Mm, that's you right. Know, we've had some really bad weather here and uh, I've only started getting back into the water. So, you know, I, I might start doing some laps and, and start going to the gym and I want to get really fit for Womp Off 2022. Well, we are in the middle of our hot girl summer. 2022 yeah i know i know and uh what does that mean i've i've seen the term i think it's just uh when uh it just it justifies your instagram uh all the selfies you take and if you hashtag hot girl summer i think it's like kind of justification for posting you know why you barely barely wearing any clothes can we have a hot budgie boy summer yeah i think i think that'd be great I actually, um, so I don't know if I told you this, but um, when I was younger, um, speaking of rips and that kind of thing, my mum used to uh, force me to go to the beach and force me to swim out behind the breakers. And, um, you know, I think she thought I was a bit soft and and look, she was probably right, to be honest. And um, so I remember, uh, you know, this was a beach that wasn't patrolled, it was up near Port Macquarie where we used to holiday and... uh, and I, I'd, I'd swim out and, you know, I'd, I'd, she'd, she'd basically almost bully me to, to go out uh, behind the waves. It wasn't until I was a bit older I realised that she, um, you know, she wasn't wearing any swimmers. She was wearing jeans. She wasn't going to save me. <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think that's where that's where my sort of fear of rips came from. But she's also always pushed me to, to go outside my comfort zone. And I think, uh, I think I'm getting there. If you... <coughs> Sorry, pardon me. We just cracked open some authentic Australian zero alcohol beers mm. <laughs> imported from China. Mm. Sing Tao. These are very delicious and pair really well with Asian food. But, uh, of course, we're still waiting on Hairy Man to, uh, to brew a non-alcoholic beer. And as soon as that happens, uh, they'll be our, our beer of choice. I think if they just put salt water in a can, I'll drink it. <laughs> now, in Australia, you do swimming lessons. And when you do those swimming lessons, one week you have to wear clothes mm. and jump in the pool and, and swim a few laps. So you, if your mum could have jumped in and helped you yeah, yeah, if you needed it. That's true. Now, we're, we're tracking up to the top of the hour. We'll take a short break. When we return, we'll, we'll read some of our uh, viewer emails. Are you, are you ready to, to open the mailbag? We can call it Bondi's Mailbag. Yeah, we can do that. I'm keen to see uh, what the viewers uh, think and, uh, and I'm, I'm keen to answer all your questions. If you want to get in touch with us, jump on Instagram, Budgie Boys or Body Surf Podcast. You can also send us an email, thebodysurfpodcast at gmail.com or you can check out our new website, thebodysurfpodcast.com and click on the feedback icon. Slide handboards. More speed, more lift, more fun. With boards of all shapes, sizes and skill levels, you'll be sure to find something to suit you. Get yours at slidehandboards.com.au today. You're listening to the Body Surf Podcast. I'm big boy Nick Brabot, professional body surfer slash bodybuilder. If you want to get jacked like a big boy, you should head into a porto for some flame-grilled Portuguese chicken. I eat it all the time. Whether you're getting pitted in some hectic barrels at the beach or working out at the gym... A Porto is the perfect load-up on some protein. Get that Nick Brabot body you've always wanted. Whether you're into burgers, wraps, or nuggets, a Porto has you covered. And if you mention Big Boy Brabot at any participating a Porto restaurant, you'll receive a free upsize. A Porto flame-grilled chicken. Try some today. 
This is Talking Talk with Tim Rankemar. Yes, five minutes to 11 in New South Wales, five minutes to 10 in Queensland. This is Talking Talk with Tim and Bondi on the Body Surf Podcast Super Radio Network. I hope you're having a lovely Australia Day. We're about to just check the mailbag. I wish we had a P.O. box. Can we get one? Maybe like somewhere in Willoughby. P.O. box, you know, 1-800-Willoughby. Mm. That'd be great. Yeah, maybe we get a P.O. box so we can get some some fan mail. Now, I just got a, a message from Kristen. Loving the podcast, boys. Keep up the good work. Thanks for sending that through, Kristen. And Alan Smart, who I am very starstruck by and very humbled to receive a message from. Hey, guys. So sorry to hear that you both got COVID. Hope you were doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing all right, Alan. I know he's all right. He's just got that ear infection. I heard your breakfast show from December where there was a guy from California who called in. I wanted to check him out on Instagram but couldn't understand his name. Did you happen to catch it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we get so many calls here on the Body Surf Podcast. I'm not sure who you're referring to. I'll, I'll check the tape, Alan, and, and get back to you. But uh, Alan Smart, big name in Hollywood. Mm. One of the best animators in the game. Worked on The Little Mermaid. Worked on The Simpsons. He's got a very impressive IMDb page. Have you checked out my IMDb page, Bondi? I haven't, um, and I'm sorry to hear that, but I'd love for you to give us a rundown. Yeah, it's, it's, it's big. It's big. It's been a few, few years between drinks. <coughs> haven't had a job in media for a while. Is that why? Because you just burped? No, I think it's because uh, I gave up the game, you know. I, I want to focus purely on the Body Surf podcast, so I mm. stopped pursuing all these uh, silly little things. So, yeah, I'll show you in the break about uh, <laughs> what what's happening on IMDb, but you can check me out. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a real celebrity. Mm. There's actually some IMDb trivia about me as well. It's quite cool. I don't know who put it there. Mm. How does it even work? It's just people like post stuff. Are people watching the credits of TV shows and just adding it to IMDb? I just assumed that it was uh, the person putting in their own details. Yeah, I don't think it is because is Jeffrey Rush and George Clooney updating their IMDb page every day? If I were them, I would. Absolutely. I just, guess they've got managers that could do it for them. I mean, that, have you ever Googled yourself, Tim? All the time. Yeah. And this is what comes up. I don't have a lot out there. The Body Surf podcast probably comes up and my IMDb page. Now, I'm a big fan of IMDb. I spend a lot of my day reading IMDb tr- trivia. Mm. And the fact that I'm on there is, yeah, just incredible. You should try and get on there, Bondi. Have you done anything in, in film or television? Uh, look, apart from this podcast, I haven't done much. Um, I was in a, a really shitty band back in the day. And so, um, you know, uh, if uh, anyone wants to really deep dive Matthew Bond, um, you know, they can see some really terrible bands I've been in. Yeah, I think uh, we, we tried to get the rights to some of that music so we could play it here on the Body Surf podcast. But we... We have big issues with music and royalties and all that sort of stuff. We can't play a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we have to write our own songs. I'll <laughs> uh, belly Slater. Exactly right. Well, we're tracking up to the top of the hour. In our second hour, we're going to probably go on a few more rants, but also try and catch up with someone from the Goldie Sliders 
You know, it's still early in Queensland. They're, they're probably just getting out of the water. Let's see if they got some six-foot swell today. And uh, if not, maybe they just hung out on the beach and had some cheese and bickies and celebrated Australia Day in style. Now, I'm guessing there aren't many differences between New South Wales and Queensland when it comes to Australia Day. I think we all just have a swim, watch some cricket, and have a few imported non-alcoholic Chinese beers. We'll be back after this. Oh, shit, the bed. And now it's time for Talking Talk with Tim Renkemer. Yes, welcome back. It's Talking Talk with Tim Renkema and Matthew Bond. Bondi, the second hour of the program. And man, we have a jam-packed hour coming up. We want to hear from you. Get in touch with us at Budgie Boys on Instagram or at Body Surf Podcast. You can also send us an email, thebodysurfpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can jump on our new website, thebodysurfpodcast.com and hit the feedback icon. Now, it is Australia Day here In New South Wales, it's also celebrated statewide. I believe every single state and territory have today off. Yes. Which is hard if you need to do a a grocery shop. Mm. I think everything's shut. Mm. But that's okay. There's a few places open. We went to a cafe this morning and I got a bacon and egg roll. And it was very good. Mm. And I was very surprised I didn't have to pay a 10% public holiday surcharge. That's that's normally what happens, yeah. They sting you on these public holidays. I think you have more money than you realise because it was actually a 15% public holiday surcharge. Really? It was, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's all right. Like, what are they on, double time and a half today? Uh, yeah, they'd be double time and a half. Now, you work in, in HR. Yes, I do. A public holidays a nightmare for you? No. I mean, they, you just push the button and people get paid double time and a half and that's fine. I think I think the, the difficulty is it's people really want to work on the public holiday and people really actually want to work on the weekends because of all the penalties. So the, the difficulty is is actually getting people to work Monday to Friday. Um, but uh, we've had a, a rough trot. So I work in, uh, in healthcare and COVID's been really, really difficult. And so um, I really feel for all our frontline workers. And so if you are working today, listening to the Body Surf podcast, on your lunch break, um, a big shout out to you. Um, it has been really difficult with uh, with COVID and and with everything that's going on, and uh, and it just means that there's been a lot of a lot of pressure on on the supply chain, a lot of pressure on those in the front line, and uh, it's really uh, yeah, it's really something. I, I have heard it said to me during COVID, you either have worked really really hard, or you haven't worked at all. Yeah, yeah, I've been working from home a lot. And I haven't really taken a holiday in, I guess, two years. Mm. So I've just been working from home, doing my thing, trying to get through COVID. And then I decided uh, I'm going to take a month off work because I've got so much holidays saved. Mm. And as soon as I took some time off, I got COVID. Mm. Luckily, my workplace said, hey, I know you're on holidays, but you can take a week off as sick leave. Mm. So I haven't had to tap into all of my annual leave. But, mate, I have not done a lot with this month off. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said you had a month off, I was expecting all these plans. I was expecting all this travel. I was expecting, uh, you know, to to really have your Instagram grid lit up. And uh, I've got to say, Tim, it doesn't look like you've done that much. My big goal was to do a a day trip to the South Coast. 
mm. probably go to the farm and Mystics. Mm. And I also wanted to do a day trip to the Central Coast, go up north, maybe catch up with Owie, mm. and also have a swim at Terrigal Beach. I really like Terrigal Beach. Although the one time I went to Terrigal Beach a few years ago, probably around this time of year, boiling hot. Like I was putting sunscreen on me and it was just melting off. And I was in my bright pink budgies. Mm. And I'm a pretty pasty, chunky, white kind of guy. And I was just walking around, you know, sunnies, budgies, strutting my stuff. And they did not like it. Mm. <laughs> the locals were not a fan of the budgies. Mm. It's so funny. I always had this thing of like, as soon as I either turn 30 or become a dad, it's nothing but budgies. Mm. And I'm 32 years old. But the budgie boys started, what, four or five years ago? Mm. So before I was 30. And it was tough to get in budgies before I hit that milestone. I'm not sure how you found it. Well, when I first had my first swim with the budgie boys, I I knew I had to uh, wear budgies because I was bullied into it and, you know, it's just the thing you do. But... I, I, I gotta say, I for for a number of uh, months, I felt more comfortable in the boardies, and um, mm. uh, it it is real like it is a communal thing, isn't it? You know, you go with a few friends, and uh, and they strip down your budgies, and you think, right, I'll I'll do it. I think the problem is, I don't have a good rig, Timmy, <laughs> and so I think there's a a, a public uh, perception or or a you know that. The public feels that if you're confident enough to wear budgies, you should have the rig that goes with it. Mm. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm, I'm now 38 years old. I don't really care what people think. And, That's it, um, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't mind getting getting the kid off. But what, what I find interesting about the budgies is uh, it's okay when you're on the beach, but you sort of get off the beach and it becomes a little socially uh, inappropriate. <laughs> you know, I was walking to my car today and I had to park a fair way, way away because uh, everyone was down at Cronulla. And um, I had to make sure that I had my towel on as soon as I got off the beach and onto the grass because, uh, yeah, it is it is a, a bit of a weird thing to walk around uh, wearing barely anything. Now, you say you need a good rig to wear budgies. I disagree. They have a competition, mm-hmm. the world's worst rig. And... Uh, I don't know if you saw during the cricket, budgie smugglers were running an ad where it was this big ginger man wearing, I think he was wearing the pink budgies. Mm. So he was look, he looked like me. Mm. And he's running in with a cricket ball, mm. but he's running in from like miles away. So it's him running through, you know, Bondi Beach. It's, it's him running through the rainforest. It's him running through a shopping centre. And he finally gets to the crease and the batsman says, wait. Then he like fixes his shoe. And then the guy goes, oh, and then he runs all the way back. Mm. But he does it in his budgies. So how did the budgie boys start? Why the budgies? I think it was just a gimmick. I think it was just a way of, hey, let's all wear the same thing Mm. so people know who we are. And this was before budgies were, like, really popular. Mm. Like, I think a lot of people get into the Speedos or the Sluggos and all that sort of stuff now, and it's very trendy. And it is, I, I got to say, it's it's more of a joke, isn't it? I think it's more humorous than sexy. And I think that's what we wanted to try and capture. And I think we have. You know, no one in the Budgie Boys have a good rig. I think Owie's probably the fittest out of us all. Oh, have you seen Sean lately, though? Sean, yeah, but again, the kid weighs 35 kilos. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
he is pretty fit, but there's that old saying like a six pack on a skinny kid is like boobs on a fat girl. Mm. Doesn't really count. Mm. So Sean is very, very skinny. Yes. And I wonder, I, I've been surfing with Sean a, a little lately. Uh, we need to shout out to Sean. He walked, worked last night um, uh, and so he's having a sleep today. But Sean is very, very good on the, uh, on the waves. And I noticed that, uh, I mean, maybe it is because he waves 35 kilos, yeah. but um, he was catching waves that I could barely uh, swim for. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got a big advantage on, on us. And, uh, but he's been working at it for years, you know, and he's improved so much and I can't wait to see him in a competition setting. Should he be a warrior? What does he ride? He, he rides the war. He rides yeah. the bad fish. Yeah, I think I think definitely. You know, I think the warriors they try and get big waves, mm. and they want that Instagram post. Where Sean, I haven't really seen on anything too big. So I'm not a war warrior. Is that what you're saying? Um, what's the biggest wave you got? Uh, it would have been today. <laughs> it was about one foot today. <laughs> no, a couple of foot. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I like to um, get out there. I like to go out the back. I don't like to catch too many waves, but it's probably, a, you know, three, three, four foot at, at Gary. That's probably my biggest. Um, my, I, I do remember I surfed at South Cronulla and uh, your friend Robbie Miller, um, friend of the, the show and, uh, and a Budgie Boys member, he uh, was, uh, again, um, you know, forcing me to go on all these waves I didn't go on down at South. And, and, and at South Cronulla, for those that don't know, um, near the pools, there's, there's a bit of a – it's like a bit of a reef break. It, it breaks onto to rocks and so on. And I was a bit nervous. Uh, it was quite big. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. But he basically pushed me onto waves and, uh, you know, I survived. So they're some of the biggest waves I've got. What do you actually think the biggest wave you have gone is? Oh, maybe maybe four foot, maybe. But um, I, I didn't have a great ride. I kind of just went down and then got <laughs> smashed. But, uh, you know, I still went it. I like going straight sometimes. Really? Yeah. Is that is that controversial in the body surf community? Yeah, very much so. But, you know, what's the difference between going left or right on a wave that's just closing out anyways? See, you're only riding it for a few seconds. Why not go straight and ride it for longer? See, my problem with going straight is I can't be bothered swimming back. Yeah, yeah. I normally do it towards the end. And uh, you probably saw me today. I did catch one straight and I actually came back out. It took me, you know, five minutes to get back out again. But I like it. I like it. I call it bus driving. Mm. And it's just you go straight. You, you, you get a bit of air coming down the, the face of the wave and then you just sort of ride the wash all the way in. So I caught a couple today, uh, Tim, and, and it was uh, there was a right hander. I'm I'm not that great on rights. I I, uh, I like the tickler approach, uh, where I use my left hand as the as the um, as a lead hand, mm. and um, it, it was pretty good. But I got uh, absolutely smashed by one wave, and um, you know when you sort of get smashed, and you're not sure which way's up and down, and and all that kind of thing. So I had that, and and I was not sure when to take my breath. Anyway, I took my breath. I just swallowed a whole bunch of water. <laughs> Yeah, you get a bit of that in your lungs. It will it will straighten you right out. Now, I want to quickly touch on something, Bondi. I saw this yesterday and mm. it looked really cool. Mm. And I thought I'd just mention that. So, Ben from the Goldie Sliders posted this. Get down to Narrowneck Beach tomorrow for some epic Australia Day fun. Slide Australia Day 2022. 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. 
January the 26th, Naranek Beach Tower 38, a.k.a. The Slab. Look for the Slide Tent. Slime, slide Team Riders will be there from 6 for board demos and a meet and greet. Mm. Mate, you can get your, your board signed by some of the greats. Yeah, Hamish. <laughs> slide America have some very good Connie T. Mm. They've got some young kids that ride for them and they put together like a how to body surf video. Mm. This could actually be really handy for you, Bondi. Mm. <laughs> Lesson one, how to put your flippers on. Yep. Now they say to put your flippers on before you get into the water. Mm. Get everything really nice and secure and then just run out like a duck. Mm. I like to put my fins on in the water. Yep. However, like, you know, at contests, sometimes I put them on and then I'll run in. But I, I don't know. I like getting them wet. I like walking out a little bit, getting a feel for the water. Sometimes there's some sandbanks and you can walk all the way out the back. But, yeah, they teach you how to put your fins on. They teach you how to strap up with a, a board. And then they teach you how to, to catch shories. I'm not sure if they teach you how to catch four foot waves. Mm. But that, that could be a, a... Maybe we should do a body surf... Masterclass, two hours with who would be the the masterclass teacher for body surfing? Oh, it'd be Jared. Jared, if you're listening, you've got to call in to save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when Andy Kaufman got voted out of Saturday Night Live. I think this is pretty fair. I think this is a fair way to do it. If you're not listening, you're out. And I'll I'm happy to do it, but you know. Maybe 10 minutes to midday, 10 minutes to 11 in Queensland. I'll do it. I'll get him out. I'll, can, can I do that? Do I have the power? You don't. Because the other thing uh, that the listeners might not know about the Budgie Boys is um, where we're this weirdly democratic but also non-democratic uh, uh, club when it comes to who's in the chat and who's not. So poor, um, poor Gareth uh, or... G, G trombone on on Instagram or Slidey McSlidey, I think he is actually on the uh, on the on the socials. He was uh, riding with us for weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, and he didn't even get added to the chat till um, uh, just a, about a week ago. So I do feel sorry for that bloke. He um, you know he's been with us a lot. We went for a surf the other day down at Stanny with um, with G trombone and uh, and it was really good. Now I've just jumped onto Instagram, mm. and I definitely can remove. Mm. people from the chat yeah but uh, the question is you can you have the power yeah. to but should you yeah i think i should especially with the challenge we've set out jared who has not contributed anything to the group chat for at least a year <laughs> ever since he got married i haven't heard from him <laughs> yeah that's true and i'm giving you a chance jared if you're listening right now you know i just wrote in the chat can someone jump on and, and have a chat to us. No one responded, obviously. Mm. So I'm close to maybe removing a lot more people from this chat. But Jared, if you are listening, you can redeem yourself and try to stay in the chat. But if you don't, give us a call by 10 minutes to the top of the hour. I'm removing you from the group. And I definitely have the power to do that. <laughs> so uh, so can we talk about our, our standing experience? Yeah, why don't we take a quick break? It's 15 minutes past 11, 15 minutes past 10 in Queensland. We'll take a short break and when we return, we'll have a chat about 
our South Coast adventures. Tray boards, slop or six foot, every day's tray day with Tray Surf Co. Designed for fast foods, used to surf tubes. Come get served at trayboarding.com. The Body Surf Podcast is proudly sponsored by Steady Freddy. Steady Freddy. Do more in the bedroom with Steady Freddy, a spray designed to give you a more fulfilling love life. G'day, it's your new delay spray. Spray on, play on. Formulated by a medical doctor, Steady Freddy has fast and discreet delivery, express posted, it will come fast but you won't, and it has a 30 day satisfaction guarantee. Make the good times last. Steady Freddy Control Spray fits right in your pocket so you're always ready to go. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Make your slonger last longer. And Steady Freddy are giving Body Surf Podcast listeners $10 off their Control Spray and a free three-pack of ultra-thin condoms when you use promotional code BODYSURF. 100% of Steady Freddy reviewers would recommend this product to a friend. So what are you waiting for? Go to SteadyFreddy.com and try it today. Check out SteadyFreddy.com and get $10 off and a free three-pack of ultra-thin condoms when you use the promotional code BODYSURF. Steady Freddy is a sponsor of the BODYSURF podcast. Check out SteadyFreddy.com and grab some good gear today. You. This is Talking Talk with Tim Rinkemar. Seven minutes, 17 minutes past 11, 17 minutes past 10 in Queensland. This is Talking Talk with Tim and Bondi. And before we have a bit of a chat about our South Coast adventures, let's revisit something that happened on our last episode for 2021. We had cute boy Corey in the studio and Oe versed him in a game of quick draw. Have a listen to this. Are you guys ready to play? Yeah. Here we go. Question one. Name something you'd see in the streets starting with B. Bin. (laughs) (laughs) No. You showed him him that. He was ready. He was too quick. That's the quickest answer in quick draw history. That is huge. One- Point to Corey. He's put me under the... Um, what's he done? He's, he's lulled me into a false sense of security. He's, he's snookered you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a fluke. That's not happening again. <laughs> All right. Question two. Name something you'd find in the kitchen starting with S. Scissors. Scissors. <laughs> I think Corey just got there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. What's the... Uh, is it first to three? We're playing five, best out of five. Okay, and okay. then if there's I'm a... On. If, yeah. if you get this, Corey, it, you win. It's game. You're, you're doing the nudie run if it's mm. five nil. <laughs> no. <laughs> Name something you'd find in the water starting with F. Or oh, um, fish. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's still in it. 
That was a, a very slow response. <laughs> yeah, it was really slow. <laughs> but like you got there. A point's there. a point. <laughs> That's it. Name something you'd hear on the radio starting with A. Oh, oh. ads. Oh, yeah, oh we oh, got right. there. Mm. Well done. To all, this is the decider. You got any, it. <clears throat> any, any music for this, Tim? We're ready for this. <laughs> for the win. Name something you'd see in the sky starting with P. Plane. Plane. Yes! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir! The bloody dark horse. Name something you'd find in the sky, Bondi, starting with P. Oh, I was asleep on the couch. Sorry. <laughs> that was the win. Have a listen to this. It was so close. Plane. Plane. Yeah. Plane. Plane. Yeah. Plane. Plane. Yeah. Oh, we just got in there. Listen to super slow-mo. So close. Um, Parachute. (laughs) Yeah, we'll pay that. We wanted someone to verse you, Bondi, in quick draw today. We couldn't find a contestant. We asked your miso. Yep. We asked your brother-in-law. Yep. We even asked cute boy Corey if he wanted to come back and try and redeem himself. He didn't want anything to do with it. I would love to play quick draw against someone. So just um, just putting it out there for our next potty. Uh, if anyone wants to challenge me at quick draw, um, just go ahead. Or look, if anyone wants to challenge me in quick draw live, you know, let's come down to Allura Beach 8 a.m. on <laughs> Saturday morning and uh, we'll give it a go. That's not a bad idea. We can we can do it over. We could do it live over breakfast. Hmm. Mm. I think you should take on Oe. Okay. I think you should take on Oe, who is our reigning champion. Of quick draw. Does that mean I'd need to be in the same room as him, though? Yeah. Yeah. So, are you keen to have a bit of a road trip up the Central Coast? Yeah, look, I'll go up the Central Coast. Not for OE, but for quick draw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, we did have a bit of a trip uh, yesterday, wasn't it? No, it was Saturday. Saturday. I'm losing track of whatever. What is the day today? It's Wednesday. Is that true? Is it Wednesday? Oh, sorry. It was Sunday. We went to Stanny. Sunday. Yes. Okay. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> we went to Stanley on Sunday and uh, the surf was horrendous. Mm. Some of the worst chop I've seen in a long time. Now, I normally go to Stanley to escape the chop. Sometimes there's nicer conditions down south. Stanley's mm. a little protected, but also the south coast have so many points across the coast. There's normally You can normally find a wave somewhere if you're willing to drive. Mm-hmm. We couldn't really be bullet. We just jumped in straight away. Mm. And I've never seen this before. And I've, I've noticed this uh, at a few beaches in recent years, especially when it's a low tide. A lot of rock. Yeah, and this is where I, I want to challenge you, Tim, because you went and uh, you were there a bit before me. And so you had already jumped in with uh, with some of your mates. I think your brother-in-law and uh, your brother-in-laws were there. Uh, and I was a little late, and so I uh, I just sort of went to the beach, and uh, you jumped in, and I think probably the worst spot on the whole beach. It was right next to the uh, rock, and and the the rip or the the current was taking us closer and closer to the rock. Yeah, I was hoping the rock would uh, have a bit of a wedge break happening. Mm. Hoping we could get some backwash off that rock and, and get a double up and just get a huge drop in. You know, I, I, I watch a lot of Wedge McGill's content mm. and, man, there's some some crazy ways that guy catches. Mm. I want to kind of be like the Australian version of that. Okay. But the only way you can do that is catching 
heaps shitty shoreys yep. off a rock. Yeah, and you like to go straight, so I don't know if uh, <laughs> you'd be the best person for that. That's true. Now, did you enjoy the little trip down south? Yeah, it was nice. I really like Stanny, and some of my best surfs actually are with you, uh, Tim, at, at Stanny. Uh, mm. Out of the budgie boys, Tim is the biggest advocate for going down south. Well, it's, it's closer for me to go there than to Cronulla. Yeah, and I think it, it's actually uh, it's the same for me. Uh, yeah. Western Sydney, it takes me just as long to get to Stanny uh, as it does to get to Cronulla. But I um I really enjoyed it. It was the yeah the conditions weren't great. Um the the waves were blown. There was the the wind affected it. Uh you know there was a little bit of swell, but it was um you know from all kind of directions. But I still caught some uh, some pretty good little waves. Yeah, nice. Now remember when we went to Stanley just me and you a while ago, mm. and it was a real high tide, mm. and you could just like jump straight in off the sand into like the deep end. Mm. <laughs> but before we we got our kit on and we were sort of getting everything organised. A lifeguard came up to us. Mm. And I was like, oh, here we go. Because at Cronulla, you get nothing but abuse from the lifeguards. That's right. Especially when you look like me because I look like I'm a pomp. Mm. I look like I'm, I should be in backpackers rip mm-hmm. getting saved by Maxi, the Bondi lifeguard. Mm. But I can actually swim. I grew up here, you know. I grew up on the, on the water. I do all right. Bondi says I'm pretty slow these days. But, I, you know, catch me at a swimming carnival, I'll smoke you. But I just hate getting schooled by lifeguards. Go, oh, yeah, watch out. We were in the water the other day. They were playing a tsunami warning. <laughs> You're kidding, mate. It barely hit Tonga. No, it actually hit Tonga pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, no, no Tonga chat, Timmy. That's Sorry. no good. No tennis, no Tonga. The two Ts. It was the two Cs last time. No COVID, no cricket. No tennis, no tsunamis. <laughs> I thought that was good. I should get a little rim shot. Do I have a rim shot? Hold on with us all here. <laughs> Good gear. I Good can't gear. believe he panels his own show. So um yeah, so so the lifeguard uh, was we came over to us and had a chat. Yeah, and I was like, here we go. He's gonna you know be like a Cronulla lifeguard, telling me to slip, slop, slap, and to stay out of the flags and all that sort of stuff. But he was actually really nice. Mm. He was like, boys, it's a nice day. Get out there, have a body serve. There's a nice little wave just there for you. Keep an eye on that current. Keep an eye on that rip and you'll be right. I wonder if he's listening. Oh, he would be. Fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Um, so, yeah. So, you and I have had some some good experiences, Danny. But uh, Sunday wasn't wasn't one of them. I think um, – and it, it, it's probably one of those things where we went all the way to Stanny and it was probably just yeah. as good at Allura. But yeah, we probably should have gone to Cronulla that day. But, um, no, it was good. Um there is there is a problem, uh, and uh, it's good that we're on the the show so we can have a chat about this. Okay. Tim went to breakfast very early, mm. uh, so he had a swim for I don't know twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and uh, was got the got the flippers off and went to the car and went to um, went to the the cafe, and so I was uh, I was surfing by myself for a little bit. I then uh, Gareth came, so the newest member of the Budgie Boys. He came down. He uh, parked at completely the wrong spot uh, for Stanny. Obviously, uh, he's never been with Timmy before because he he parked at the surf club, walked all the way over, and so he and I had a, a bit of a surf, and it was was pretty good. Mm. I got some uh, got some good good waves. They were kind of um, towards the shorey side of things, but um, there was one wave I got which was really good and. The best part about it, it was right in front of him. You know, he was on the way back, and so he got to experience my full, um, the the full range of my wave. You know, which is always good when you get a, a spectator. <laughs> and um, 
then I caught a wave and I don't know quite how to describe it, but it was, um, uh, you know, I've been trying to, I've been working on my shoreys a bit, Timmy. I've been trying to get more experience in the shorey. The, the problem with the shoreys is I get a bit scared because I'm worried I'm going to break my neck. Yeah. Well, I did my ACL on a shorey. Mm. Just hit, hitting the sand too hard. And see, I've seen um, uh, the fr- fringe surfer or the, the, French Cook, I can't remember what his his name is. Our, our friend from uh, England who uh, loves riding all all the the weird pipos and that. He uh, he did his uh, forehead on a, yeah. on a shore a couple of couple of weeks ago. He called into the show mm. and uh, FaceTimed us, and we could see. Yeah, he had a nasty gash. And I had to look at the wave, and it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was you know, it wasn't that big. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. just a, a normal sized wave. And it, every time I go into the barrel now and uh, near the shore, I think I'm going to hurt myself. Anyway, it turns out I landed um, right on my side, which uh, which he meant to do. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But that was I was sort of done after that. You know, you you hit the sand once, and uh, and I called it a day. Now, did you have breakfast? No, I didn't have breakfast. See, the thing, and, you know, fans of the show will know this, I don't eat egg. And so I really don't like going to the cafe for breakfast um, unless I'm forced to by my friend Tim Renkemer and uh, and others. You know you can get other stuff. Like I know, like I had a great bacon egg roll this morning, mm. but it was like bacon, egg, cheese, hash brown, sauce, onion, lettuce. Just get that without the egg. Yeah, but see, the problem is so that that all sounds fine, but the egg is the main component. And so you take the egg out, you're still paying $17 for a, a hash brown and a bit of bread. You I know? disagree. I think the bacon is the star of that show. Mm-hmm. It's called a bacon and egg roll. It's not an egg and bacon roll. We've had that chat on the podcast before. Mm. You, can get, you could totally get a bacon roll. And I'm it, not just going to go to McDonald's and get a, 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 a burger without the meat, you know, just bacon. Like that doesn't make any sense. But bacon is meat. Uh, it's a form of meat. It's not. I, I don't think it's a. I think it's an auxiliary meat. I don't think it's a primary meat. It's always there to accompany a, a meal. It's you're never going to just have bacon and then just have a bit of chips on the side. You know. What's your go-to breakfast? Well, see, that's the problem. Whenever I go to a cafe, it's like your avocado on toast, and then that's a stitch up because it, again, it's you know seventeen dollars for a bit of avocado and a sprinkling of ducker or something. You know, it's no good. What would you have at home? Oh, I just have wheat bigs. Yeah, see, wheat bigs do the trick. How many do you do? I do four. Yeah, nice. And you can tell I do four um, if you look at my rig. And isn't that funny? Like wheat picks are these uh, the, this weird cereal. It's like a a block of of wheat that you put with milk mm. and maybe fruit and yogurt and things like that. But the Australian ad campaign. <laughs> Was how many do you do? And it would have famous football players and cricketers going, I do seven. Mm. And mate, the amount of kilojoules in one of these things, if you're doing seven, get ready to amputate your foot because you're going to get the diabetes. Because mm. that's a lot of sugar. Mm. Now, wheat bix probably don't have as much sugar as other cereals, but there's a bit of sugar in there. Mm. Everything's got sugar in it. Well, particularly because it's all carb, you know, so yeah. it converts to sugar. So if you're doing seven wheat bix a day, mate, you got a problem. You got to go to a meeting. You got to <laughs> you got to get off it. You got to go cold turkey. I always wonder with those. You do seven. How big's your bowl? Yeah. Now I've got an official wheat bix bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty big, and I use it for other things, not just wheat bix. How many wheat bix does wheat pits do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He'd do a few. Mm. But he would do it with like soy milk or something. Because it, 
you've seen his rig, right? Yeah, yeah, he goes all right. Yeah, yeah. Jesse's not that big. I don't know why people think he's a big boy. Well, the pro- he's just he's just a bit short. That's the problem, right? I think he's at Sean level of shortness. <laughs> and so, um, you know, when you're when you're not tall, uh, you just look a bit compressed. I I weigh more than Jesse. Yeah, of course you do. And I do twenty more wheat bigs than he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, thank you for um for for going with me on this because w- people always invite me out to brekkie and I just never like it, you know. And I often get to that point where we got to Tim, where we were having breakfast at about nine thirty, and I start to think, you know what? I could probably save myself till lunch. Yeah, yeah, not a bad call. Uh, top three cereals. Wheat Bix number one? Yeah, Wheat Bix number one. Uh, like Crunchy Nut if I'm feeling a bit oh, fancy. Oh, yeah, I don't mind that, yeah. Um, and you can't get past rice bubbles. Yeah, rice bubbles and cornflakes are weird for me because I love them, mm. but there's nothing in them. My mum always says you're better off eating the cardboard box. Yeah. But they, they're so delicious with like a bit of juice. I never know how to quite make the rice bubbles, you know. How do they do it? It's it's amazing. It is cool. And have you ever had sushi with rice bubbles on it? No. Some, some sushi restaurants will put, like, rice bubbles on with, like, chilli. Is that authentic? I, I don't know. Uh, it's rice. <laughs> it's rice. Isn't it weird? You have rice for breakfast. You have wheat for breakfast. You have corn for breakfast. Yeah. And, and I often think in, like, in other cultures it's different. We're talking – we're Australia Day now, so we want to keep it authentic. Um, but, yeah, other other um, cultures, you know, have congee for breakfast, yep. real savoury stuff. And uh, Yeah, when I was in Indonesia, some bloke brought me, like, a banana leaf mm. with just the hottest chilli chicken I've ever had in my life. Mm. But if you're having hot chilli chicken for breakfast, not a bad time to have it because your taste buds haven't woken up yet. So you can actually handle more heat in the morning. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. And I remember if you've got to if you've got to ever eat something that's a bit gross, do it in the morning. Like have you ever done um this is a bit bit personal, but have you ever done like a, a colonoscopy? I haven't. I, I was actually waiting for the colonoscopy chat. So yeah. this is good. You have to um, you know, get rid of everything. Okay. So you take this it's like a, a powder, I forget what it's called. You put it in water, it dissolves, and then you drink it, mm. and it makes you just shit the bed. Mm. But um, for, for medical reasons, yeah, yeah. But it's disgusting. I remember the first I've done it twice. I remember the first time I did it, I just sculled it, mm. and uh, it was done and done, one and done. And uh, yeah, the second time I did it, I don't know. I got a I got a a whiff of it, a whiff of it. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. It was so disgusting. But yeah, try and time those things to the morning, and that way you won't taste it as much because your taste buds aren't, aren't as active. We well, you know how your taste gets refined when you're older. You yeah, know, you yeah. can. Your beer's gross when you're young, but it's like it's okay when you're a bit older. And I wonder that with cough syrup. Hmm. I haven't had cough syrup in a while because it's a little like unmasculine to have cough, cough syrup when you're 38 years old, but. Um, you know, when you when I was young, I was like, oh, this is disgusting. But now I had cough syrup a couple of years ago. Mm. It's delicious. Well, it's an ingredient in a lot of cocktails. Mm. It's just super sweet. Do you remember Panadol medicine? No, I've never had it. Oh, they used to make it orange flavor. Mm. But it was like thick, thick and sugary. Right. And you'd have to just slam it back. Well, there's a, a medical fact that the listeners might not know about me. I've never actually had a headache. 
Really? So even, uh, you know, think about the worst experiences you've had with a headache. Maybe it's a hangover. Maybe, you know, you hit your head or something like that. I've never experienced mm. pain in my head. Your missos had a few. Yeah. <laughs> I give her a few headaches. But no, uh, yeah, I've, um, I've never, never experienced that. So it's, it is actually hard in a relationship or with when I've got friends who have headaches. So I can't empathise. I don't know what it feels like. Will Anderson's got this great joke. Will Anderson's a famous Australian comedian. He's got chronic back pain. Mm. And he asked his doctor, can I take Panadol? And the doctor says, Panadol will do nothing. Mm. And Will goes, can I take Panadol rapid? Mm. And the doctor said, that will do nothing quicker. That's good. Pretty good. Yeah, not Pretty bad. Pretty good. Well, that, that's the other thing too. And I, I, I wonder like, you know, when you're shopping for Panadol, which I don't do because I don't get headaches, but if you've got the option of uh, having the rapid or the non, like why would you go the non-rapid? Well, here's the thing. I think uh, a TV show, a consumer affairs show, busted Nurofen mm. because they have ones that specialise for different things. Yes. And they were like, no, 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 these are all the same and they all do nothing. So there's ones for headache, there's one for tummy, there's one for period pain, there's one for back pain, there's one for, yeah, rapid or all that sort of stuff, long lasting. So are you telling me if you took the period pain one, it wouldn't affect your periods? No. I, um, I, I do wonder that in the, uh, in the plane, you know, when you're, when you're traveling, I know it's COVID and we haven't traveled on a plane for a while, but you know when the captain says, We'll just go a bit faster to make up time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mate, there's no speed limit up here. Mm. Like, just just go as fast as you can all the time, you so, know? Seinfeld's got a bit about that, yeah? Does he? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I am Jerry Seinfeld. I'm sitting right next to Timmy Seinfeld Lego. Uh, maybe maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, have you been watching much TV in lockdown? Uh, a little bit. I've been watching a show called Homeland, which is a little old. It's on um, Disney+. Plus. I love it. I love it. I think it's one of the greatest shows ever made. Do you sweat? When you watch it, it's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, and it actually like the storylines are surprisingly close to real life. Yeah, it's actually based on an uh, show from I want to say Israel. Mm. I yes, think. yes, it is. And that version must be hectic. Yeah, but um, yeah, the American ad- ad- adaptation is very good and great. Cast Claire Danes, mm. I think, in the best role she's ever done now a lot of people are going to say you know Romeo and Juliet was quite good Baz Luhrmann directed that one are they I don't think it was I I think Leo was good in it I think it actually had a very good ensemble cast yeah um but no I think I think she's fantastic in it and she really does the um the crazy eye as well yeah yeah and yeah it's it's hard to know who to root for in that show mm. probably Mandy Patinkin yep yep <laughs> uh, um Broadway star is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, huge Broadway star. Yeah, uh, I do like the dynamic between Saul and mm. and uh, and Carrie. It's uh, it's very good. Yeah. But yeah. um, uh, other than that, uh, I've been watching uh, a bit of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, yeah, so one of my favorite shows. If you're not familiar with this show, it is kind of a spin-off of Seinfeld. So Seinfeld in the '90s was created by two comedians, Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. Not a lot of people know. Much about Larry David, he was kind of a failed stand-up. He wasn't really... He didn't really have a a following. He didn't really have a career. He did get a few jobs writing for sketch comedy shows such as uh, Friday and Saturday Night Live. And then, yeah, Jerry just really liked him because he would get up and bomb and Jerry thought that was really funny. Mm. And then they co-wrote the biggest sitcom in television history together. 
So he became like an instant millionaire mm. and he's still making money off syndication rights. So in retirement, what does he decide to do? Make the second best television comedy of all time, Curb mm. Your Enthusiasm. And he's what, 80 years old? Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, And still still making this show. What season are you up to? I'm up to season four. Uh, there's 11 seasons, 12 seasons. I, I It's funny because I, I know I'm still a fair way behind because they're still not in 16 by 9 yes. ratio. Yeah, it's funny as well. A lot of American shows stayed in 4 by 3 which is the little box screen, for a lot longer because think about it, America's got a huge population. Mm. To make everyone change to widescreen in one go... That is going to be difficult. We did it in Australia pretty seamlessly and we only turned off our analog signal a couple of years ago. So you can no longer watch analog TV. You've got to get everything through a digital box. See, I would have thought Americans, you know, they live for TV. That's all they do, right? Well, even like if you're a a low-income earner, you're probably still buying cable television. Yeah. Like basic cable. But yeah, I think even basic cable was an analog feed. So it took him a while to, to work out how to get everyone on digital and then everyone on widescreen. Mm. Are you from America? Are you a TV expert? We we had a Damon Zanis, our Hollywood reporter, on, and uh, he's across all this stuff, all the, the the TV trends. We should have we should have got him on the show to talk about this. We I didn't know we we're going to go into movie and TV chat. We're not meant to do this, Bondi. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been told. Maybe we'll uh, take a quick break, and on the other side of this break, we will talk some body surf. It's twenty minutes to twelve in New South Wales. Twenty minutes to eleven in Queensland. Slide handboards. More speed, more lift, more fun. With boards of all shapes, sizes and skill levels, you'll be sure to find something to suit you. Get yours at slidehandboards.com.au today. Do more in the bedroom with Steady Freddy, a spray designed to give you a more fulfilling love life. G'day, it's your new delay spray. Spray on, play on with Steady Freddy, a high quality, doctor recommended delay spray. Finally, a happy ending to PE. Make your schlonger last longer. Steady Freddy offer fast and discreet delivery. It will come fast but you won't. Use promo code SPOTIFY for 10% off your first order. Check out SteadyFreddy.com today. Always read the label and follow directions for use. Tray boards. Slop or six foot? Every day's tray day with Tray Surf Co. Designed for fast foods. Used to surf tubes. Come get served at treyboarding.com. This is Talking Talk with Tim Regemar. Yes, welcome back. It's 18 minutes to midday in New South Wales, 18 minutes to 11 in Queensland. I hope you're having a lovely Australia Day. This is Talking Talk on the Body Surf Podcast Super Radio Network. My name is Tim Renkemer, and if you want to get in touch with us, jump on Instagram at Budgie Boys or at Body Surf Podcast. You can also send us an email, the Budgie, oh, sorry, the Body Surf Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Body Surf Podcast at gmail.com, or you can check out our website, thebodysurfpodcast.com. And click on that feedback icon. I am joined by a fan favorite of the Body Surf podcast, Matthew Bond. Now, Bondy. Yeah. We should finish the show with a bit of Body Surf chat. Yeah. Look, I've been waiting to chat a bit of Body Surfing, to be honest. 
Who would you like to see on the Body Surf podcast in 2022? Oh, look, I have a few absolute must-gets. So uh, my brother-in-law, Sean Cook, the best body surfer that no one knows about, he needs to get on the podcast. I don't know why he hasn't gone on the podcast before. He, he He's not keen. Yeah, I know. Um, he's he's coming around, and he'll do it soon. Well, look, I I'm happy to put the pressure on. Uh, there's a few more. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to just go through the Budgie Boys roster, but um, Gareth is uh, he loves Tide Chat. He loves um chat about blue bottles. Uh, he uh, emailed a few times during your talking talk when you had COVID, and um, he'd be a good get because Absolutely. he'd be someone who. Is, is newer to the sport, uh, has a lot of questions, uh, but he also froths, you know, and uh, when I surfed with him on Sunday, uh, he was just really, really into it. I'd like, um, I, uh, I mean, the obvious ones, Mark Cunningham. I'd like Don McCready. Um, I want to talk a bit of fin chat because I just got a new pair of, uh, of fins. Yeah, so, so DMC, obviously the initials of Dom McCready. Uh, Big name in the body surfing community. Big name in the swim community. Mm. You know, these are Olympic grade swim training fins. And there's been a huge debate ever since we've started this podcast about what the best fins are. Yeah, and I've got a few thoughts, Timmy. There's a big war. Mm. You know, it's sort of like Woolworths and Coles. Mm. The, the fin or DMC? So... I've got both, and I've got a few thoughts on this. Uh, so uh, buckle up, listeners. I'm going to go on a rant. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I started with my Tech Ones, if you remember. Uh, so I had um, Hydro Tech Ones. They were my first body body surfing fin, um, and they were blue and yellow and absolutely horrible to look at. Uh, and really, you know when you have fins that are just sat in the garage for too long? They were yeah. real stiff. Uh, so they were no good. But I finally uh, did did a lot of reading and research and bought some Defins. So I've got the Mark Cunningham version of Defins, and um, they were good. They're affectionately known as the Scoops because I left them in my car and uh, and they they went a bit um, circular. <laughs> but I um I've, I flipped them around and uh, and and they're now straight and they're good. So I do enjoy the Defins, uh, but I find them a bit stiff. Uh, and so anyway, I bought uh, the Viper V5s. Um, and they're really good, but they're they were a little bit small on my on my feet. For months and months, Timmy, I was coveting yuccas, and uh, and a lot of Australians were as well. Yuccas are a fin that are designed by Sean Starkey in in California, and um, you can't get them in Australia. And uh, the shipping to Australia is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> they cost just as much to ship as 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 the fins cost. So. Uh, there was a group uh, from uh, East Coast and Maroubra and the Budgie Boys and we all got together and put in a big order and uh, shout out to Rob's for organising that and mm. some of those some of those lads. So I got uh, a uh, pair of those, put them on. I was so excited. I've been thinking about them for months and months. But the problem, Timmy, is they were too small. Yeah. I got the wrong size. And it's hard because, you know, you only really get one shot That's at, right. at your order. So... You've really cocked that one up. So, yeah, the problem was they were a bit small. My my toes, which are enormous, they uh, just snuck into the, the drain hole mm-hmm. and it just became a bit uncomfortable to wear. Uh, so, And then I tried on the extra larges that Rob's have and they're way too big. So, yuckers, I really wanted to like them, but they just don't quite fit my foot. 
So for Christmas this year, mm-hmm. I got um I got my beautiful wife to buy me a pair of DMCs, the Repellers. Um, your mate Uga, um, a Serbian fan fa- fan favorite. He uh, has been talking about DMCs for a while. He's um he rides them and uh, he's a big advocate of them. And uh, so he got me onto them. And I was thinking, uh, you know, I'd at least give them a go. You know, I just wanted to try them on see if they'd fit. And um. I was a bit worried because, again, my toes were going into the drain hole and I was thinking these aren't going to be good. But I actually uh, wore them in the water and they are fantastic. <laughs> and what I really like about them, uh, and this is something for the, the listeners out there, what I really like about them is they're good for non-swimmers like me. Right. You know, I'm not a very strong swimmer, as, as we talked about before. Uh, and with your stiff fins, I find that you have to – change your kick to kind of uh, maximize the fin you have to kind of kick with your hips Mm. um but with these ones they feel more natural because they're they're real soft and um you know they they have a lot of give in the water so um even though i'm not a strong swimmer and i look i probably don't swim as fast as as those that use the stiff fins but they are really good at um at getting through the water and they're really comfortable to wear. So I'm a big fan. So DMC, if you're listening and you want to send me a couple of pairs, very happy to do that. This has been Fin Chat with Matthew Bond. <laughs> we'll take a quick break, but on the other side of this break, we're making the call. Will Jared get to stay in the Budgie Boy group chat or will he be eliminated because he hasn't called into the show? Studio Keel. Watermark of a champion. The very best in Serbian swimwear tested at Olympic level. No more sloppy sluggos like the other brands. With Keel, you're layered for life. Check out studiokeel.com for more information. Oe, the Body Surf Podcast is proudly sponsored by Steady Freddy. Steady Freddy, do more in the bedroom with Steady Freddy, a spray designed to give you a more fulfilling love life. G'day, it's your new delay spray, spray on, play on. Formulated by a medical doctor, Steady Freddy has fast and discreet delivery. Express posted, it'll come fast, but you won't. And it has a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Make the good times last. Steady Freddy Control Spray fits right in your pocket, so you're always ready to go. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Make your slonger last longer. And Steady Freddy are giving Body Surf Podcast listeners $10 off their control spray and a free three-pack of ultra-thin condoms when you use promotional code BODYSURF. 100% of Steady Freddy reviewers would recommend this product to a friend. So what are you waiting for? Go to SteadyFreddy.com and try it today. Check out SteadyFreddy.com and get $10 off and a free three ultra-thin condoms when you use promotional code BODYSURF. We said that two times, so you better do it doubly as fast. Steady Freddy is a sponsor of the Body Surf podcast. Check out SteadyFreddy.com and grab some good gear today. Yo! This is Talking Talk with Tim Rankomar. 10 minutes to midday here in New South Wales, 10 minutes to 11 in Queensland, and that means this is your last chance to call in. Jared, who was a temporary member of the Budgie Boys and a big part of our group chat for a while Mm. until he got married. Mm. Haven't heard from him since. He does... Look at everything. Yes. You can see what he looks at. 
but he hasn't been contributing for a long, a long time. So I put it out there. Jared, if you want to stay in the group chat, give us a call. Just get in touch with us. Do anything. Smoke signal. <laughs> Blink twice if you're okay. But he hasn't. He hasn't gotten in touch with us. Nothing from Jared. So I'm going to do it. I've jumped onto Instagram. I've looked at our group. It's a good group. Mm. We got Owie. We got Woofo. We got Gareth. Mm -hmm. We got Jesse. We got Bondi. We got Robbie. We got Sean. We got Tim. We also got Jared, but not for much longer. I have removed him from the chat. Wow. <laughs> gotcha, Jared. So if he calls in between now and the end of the show, what's going to happen? I think it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Now, if he wants to come for a body surf, he's welcome. Mm. But the chat, that's that's privilege. See, and here's the thing. Well, maybe, maybe he needs to make an application as to why he should re-enter the chat. Oh, yeah, he's got a campaign. Mm. He's got to really do a big show and dance to try and get back into my good books. Well, I've got a question, Timmy. So, and this might be uh, a question for the listeners too. Um, how do you get into the group chat? What, 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 is, what, what constitutes entry and, and, and what, what is it about the group chat that, um, that people are keen to, to join? I think there's two parts to it. So you need to be enthusiastic about body surfing and enthusiastic about attending our meets, mm. whether that's Saturday morning at Allura Beach at 8 a.m. or if you're available to maybe come out midweek or on a Sunday or do something different. And that's what the group chat's all about. It's about facilitating meets outside of our regular catch-up times. Mm. So if you're interested in being a part of that, then, yeah, definitely you get in the group. All you have to do, and I think Gareth did this really well, was was attend a few catch-ups. And he was very uh, fundamental in making things happen. Mm. You know, he he actually got us out a few days during the week for a body surf. And he said, hey, I've got to get to work at nine. Can we go out a bit earlier? Absolutely. That's what the group chat's all about, organizing mm. some meets. I don't know how Jared got in. Has he ever surfed a day that wasn't Saturday? Um, look, I don't think he has, but he did come to a few meets. He was, uh, and I think, look, the the membership for the Budgie Boys is, if if you remember, is one surf and you get to vote in the annual general meeting, right? Yeah. So he he is a he is a a, a member of the the Budgie Boys for voting purposes. <laughs> Not but, anymore. Well, do you have to surf in that? financial year maybe that's the issue that's it and honestly i, I think we're a pretty loose crew and uh we're, we're we're very welcoming yeah anyone's allowed to come along for a swim but we do need to be a bit more selective now that it's been announced that 2022 we'll see Wompoff take place in new south wales mm. so we're ready to go we're in training but we're also our selectors are looking very closely at our form Mm. who's going to be selected in our top 10? Will we be at the point, Tim, where, where we have to choose our top 10? Because last time it was it was run in 2019, we had to scrounge up a few um, ring-ins. Yeah, I think this year um, everyone will get a spot. There's still, I think, two vacant spots. Mm. But some people have asked to potentially join us. So there might be some big news coming up soon about 
I guess we would call them wild cards or, uh, you know, they're, they're members of our sister club. So maybe, I don't know, they're temporary members. I don't know. Is it, is it Maxi from the Bondi Lifeguards? We've never been to Bondi. Don't want anything to do with Bondi. Never, never watched Bondi Rescue. Actually, it's a pretty good show. Yeah. An award-winning, Logie-winning show. But uh, no, not Bondi. Something a bit more... I don't know, what would you call it? A bit more north. Mm. Anywho, I think we've got to get out of here, Bondi, and enjoy our public holiday. It's been lovely spending Australia Day with you. I hope you had a lovely swim this morning. If you're listening from Queensland, I hope you got around the boys at Slide. They had a great meet-up this morning. Unfortunately, we couldn't get anyone on the phone. They were too busy catching six-foot waves, Bondi. That's right. Anywho, we've got to get out of here. Uh, do it all again real soon. We'll be back with regular programming very, very shortly once Oe sorts out his life. But uh, for now, we've got to get out of here. Do it all again real soon. Bondi, would you like to say the, the sign-off? Timmy, mm. it's always overhead when you're body surfing. Bye-bye. Bye.